When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Bengals and Brews. I am Del Oman, joined by my co-host, The Wing Jero. Yes, he is here, everyone, in his American hat, looking like a real country fella that he is. <laughs> also, Who Day Joe, fresh off his Disney World vacation. Yes, sir. How was that? How was that, Joe? Uh, she had a lot of fun. My daughter, I don't want to go back again for a long time. <laughs> She's expensive. <laughs> so expensive. Yeah. yeah it's ridiculous. You seem like you were drinking a lot. Epcot, you can go. Epcot, Magic Kingdom was tough. They didn't, they didn't have many places that that sold beer. So I agree with that. And then our guest tonight, we are joined by PFF lead draft analyst. I mean, the the handsome son of bitch wakes up and looks like this. People, Mike Renner. (laughs) What's up, fellas? Joe, when were you at Disney World? I was just at Disney World this week. I was, I was there the week of like Valentine's Day, like Tuesday or Thursday that week. I was there just this past season. It was I was floored at how packed that place was. It, it was it not was even nuts. fun. You can't walk around. Well, and people kept telling me, "Oh, that's a great time to go." Like it's like one of the slower times. And like Epcot wasn't bad. Magic Kingdom. I'm like, if this is the slow time, yeah, I am never coming back yeah. any other time. Pretty brutal. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Cheers. babe. Don't look at him. He's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I would drink with you, but I'm a little under the weather right now. So that, that would probably help you out, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of uh, not react well. <laughs> what do they call that? Jet lag. Sure, Derek. <laughs> you just. I was I was about to look to make sure my mic was on. I was like, did nobody hear me? No, it just my joke just fell flat like fell usual. Flat. Yep, like usual. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so- yeah, we got, go some, ahead, Derek. we got some great, got great some hard draft. hitting. Yeah, some hard hitting questions. Here. He doesn't. I I've got five of them. My first one is completely Bengals related. Um, I was wanting to know like top three quarterbacks and like what your thoughts were How? for like <laughs> very Bengals related. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, man. exactly. We're, um, we're... I mean, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis. I know. Who should we? Who should we trade up yeah. to number one for? Yeah, replace exactly. Joe Burrow with. That's Trade T. Higgins for the number one pick. Yeah, and well, then the guy, like, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say the one that if, if you are trading up to number one, it should be for Bryce Young, right? Like Bryce Young in this class, in my opinion, he's head and shoulders, not head and shoulders, but like the safeness with which I feel about him being a, a good franchise NFL quarterback is kind of the safeness I felt with Joe Burrow coming out, the safeness I felt with Trevor Lawrence coming out. I, I don't think he's as good a prospect as those guys, but he's in the sel- same realm of like. I would be floored if his game does not translate to the end. Okay. Now, that was going to be my next question was, are there QB concerns with Bryce Young as far as, like, the height, the size, stuff like that? Yes. I mean, I think you'd be lying to yourself if you said that that wasn't an issue. Now, we've seen quarterbacks overcome that, obviously. You know, Kyler Murray Mm -hmm. is even shorter. Um not a lot as thin as Bryce Young, but like you can put on muscle. I, I don't think it's impossible for us to be talking about Bryce Young in three or four years being like 215, 220 pounds. Um, so I don't think that's a massive issue, but like there are things you have to do when you have a shorter quarterback that you don't have to do when you have a Joe Burrow. Um, like mm-hmm. you, you can't run quick game stuff. We saw Baker Mayfield really struggle with that this past year in Carolina where they asked him to do 
a lot of zero step from the gun and get the ball out quickly. Like those passes get batted down a ton when you're that size, when guys kind of have that anticipation and it's difficult to work the middle of the field uh, with slants underneath stuff, just kind of getting that those area right behind the defensive line. A lot of shorter quarterbacks just don't work that area of the football field because you just can't see there. (laughs) So um, there is things that are going to limit his game, but he's had those limitations since high school and he was a five-star recruit. He's had those limitations at Alabama and dominated pretty much any defense he went against. So uh, at that point, not too worried. Okay. Can we talk about something relevant to the Bengals? I mean, I'm just like, (laughs) I just love the draft in general. And I just wanted to know about the quarterbacks in case, you know, maybe they wanted to trade Joe Burrow for that number one overall. We're going to break up again this show. (laughs) We broke up like three weeks ago already. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Mike. Most recent mock draft had Keon White, 6'5", 280, Georgia Tech, uh, former tight end from Old Dominion. Tell the people more. But I don't know that Bengals Twitter, that's not a name that everybody talks about. I know Daniel Jeremiah has him like eighth overall. You guys have him pretty highly rated as well. So I, I think the Bengals, one, I would say like the Bengals and trying to like project them in need. Everyone's going to say offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, which like that's obvious. That's like the the one spot on the roster that, is a problem, but the other, the problem is when you're drafting 28th overall, I don't care what offensive lineman you draft, the chances of them coming in right away and being good is low. It's just mm-hmm. the nature of the position. If they, if they come in and be good, like they would have gone higher than 28th overall. The guys that yeah. are NFL ready go top 10 to 15 in the draft. So they're kind of SOL from that. And I think we saw that to a degree last year where no one had them having a safety need. No one had them having a corner, I guess corner need to a degree, but like no one saw Dax Hill and Cam Taylor Britt back to back as their one, two. Uh, I think the Bengals. We did. Are in we did. We did. Okay. Did. You guys didn't get one. Yeah. The one. Yep. We're but the only ones. It's they're in a position where they can be forward thinking uh, as a franchise mm-hmm. with that first round pick. They, they don't have to, they can attack the positions that get paid a lot of money that, they can, you know, if uh, next time, you know, Trey Hendrickson's contract comes up, they can be like, you know, we got Keon White now. And they really prioritize versatile defensive linemen and versatile players in general in Lou Anarumo's defense. One of the biggest mm-hmm. kind of tr- transitions they've made is prioritizing those guys. So Keon White at his size is a guy who's you know, a former tight end, started his career tight end at George at Old Dominion. One year of playing at Old Dominion, transfers Georgia Tech, sits out 2020, 2021, I believe he broke his ankle early on, misses that whole season. And so his very first year of like power five, big college ball came this past year. Um, fairly productive, like can really overpower guys at his size is a still a work in progress, but the physical tools are off the charts. And it's a guy who can one down, be a stand-up outside linebacker and drop 30 yards down the football field. The next down, he can be your three tech rushing over a guard. And I think that's a kind of versatile defensive lineman that, they just like in the fold. That's a guy who can see the field in a number of different ways. So that's why uh, I went with them, him to the Bengals, because it, when you're projecting to that low in the draft, uh, it really is a crapshoot. But I do think he's a guy who would be high on their board. So it sounds like you're thinking that their mindset is going to be BPA. Yes, I think that's they're in a great position to do so. Uh, um, truthfully, they, they've built a great roster um, and basically BPA and not just BPA, but like BPA at a valuable position that can allow them some flexibility down the line. So the BPA not being like a running back or uh, you know, a position like that or linebacker. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, a position right. that's going to get paid a lot that can afford them some cap flexibility with obviously some big upcoming contracts. Now you graduated from Notre Dame. So, and Cincinnati, we kind of, I mentioned this right before we started, but we, the fan base is super obsessed with Michael Mayer. Cincinnati. I think he's going to go before 28 personally, but you graduated from Notre Dame and you don't even have him as tight end number one. So <laughs> I, I need I an explanation here. <laughs> talk about your tight end number one and Michael Mayer for me, please. Yeah. So I have Utah's Dalton Kincaid as tight end number one. And it comes down purely to athleticism uh, for me. Um, if you look at just the tight end position in general, the guys who are the difference makers at the position, whether it's Travis Kelsey, whether it's Darren Waller, obviously after, before the injuries, whether it's George Kittle, 
those guys all ran four, six or better in the 40. Like it's the guys who are glor who are basically wide receivers dropped into the tight end position because they were 240 plus. You know, it's not the guys who are the complete blockers, the, you know, the physical players that can, you know, run those underneath routes that put up the big numbers that are super valuable. It's the guys who are legitimately dynamic. And so while I love Michael Mayer and think he's as NFL ready as it gets and for a true junior coming out to be as complete as he is, is just like a unicorn. It's mm-hmm. still a value proposition of how much does running, you know, five yard outs and ins 10 times a game really impact an offense. Um, I, I don't think it's a ton. And for me, Dalton Kincaid's a guy who's I think going to run in the high four fives range, at least on tape is a much better vertical athlete, vertical separator than Michael Mayer. And adds that dynamic, just receiving threat to the position, even if he's never going to be a great inline blocker that you can throw screens to, that you can pretty much do anything with, and he can still execute. Like any role that you want to put him in, if you just want to call him wide receiver, he can do that. So I don't think that's necessarily the case with Mayer, which is why, you know, I, it's they're very close to the PFF board, have very similar grades. Yeah, said, you had them like two part. or three apart. But yeah. mm-hmm. I, I want to get this, like, Kincaid block. Uh, we got multiple – questions comments in the chat mike renner is a very popular guy uh and and it is a concern with ken k that he's more of almost a slot wider and a great one like i love yeah. him too but i mm-hmm. for the Bengals fit wise would who would you say would be the best fit for the Bengals out of the top four or five tight ends that's tough um truthfully i i just would lean i don't think I would lean towards the best receiving option. Uh, I think that's where the Bengals, mm-hmm. if you are Cincinnati Bengals, you want to load up on those guys. Um, the run blocking aspect, um, obviously I'd give the edge to Mayer. Um, I, I think he's the best run blocker of those top four, even Darnell Washington included. I think he's a better run blocker than him. I think Washington's a little, a little more, much more of a projection. Washington's a guy who like maybe year three, you're talking about him being a good NFL tight end, whereas Mayer year one, I feel good about that. But I think Kincaid, he's never going to be a inline blocker. Like you're never going to say, "Hey, go head up against this defensive end, put him on island, win your one on one." But he's very willing. And if you get him like moving across the formation, pulling out in space, he's a very good blocker. Then it's just he doesn't have the muscle or the heft behind him to really fight with those NFL caliber defensive ends. But he's willing and has good technique. So uh, I don't think he's a liability in that regard whatsoever. So I, I'd lean, I'd lean Kincaid. No, oh, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say the only the only reason I, I I do not see the Bengals taking a tight end in the first round is a lot of what I'm reading is that this tight end class is one of the deepest it's been in a while, and if you've seen the Bengals track history, I mean they're they're often looking for value. So you know if they got you know three four guys that are relatively close, they're going to try to swoop in and get that that last guy on their board. Do, do you see it that way? I do. Now, now I do think Kincaid and Mayer are not 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 prospects that come around every single year. I'll say like I, I think they're better than your run-of-the-mill first-round tight end. Like, I think they're better prospects than even, like, TJ Hawkinson, who went eighth overall. I disagree with him going eighth overall, but, like, that's the caliber. And obviously, TJ Hawkinson, I think, last couple of years has been, like, top five in receiving yards. So I think these are, like, damn good tight end prospects that I'm not sure I'm willing to necessarily pass up if one is there sitting on the board for me in the first round. But there are guys like Tucker Craft from South Dakota State who's, like, a really good athlete, almost like in, like, him. the Dallas Goddard mold where yeah. – it's just if you would have played against better competition and been healthy this past season, we might have been talking about him in that same realm. But it's just like you can't really tell because he was uh, hurt all this year. And the competition he's playing against, obviously, he's going to look like a much better athlete. Obviously, he's going to look dominant. So um, mm-hmm. it is super deep. I think Daniel Jeremiah said 11 top three round grades. I didn't have that many, but I did have five uh, guys in the top two rounds, which is a lot more than you'd see uh, – in any given year, usually it's like rare to get more than two top two round grades just because the tight end position's not super valuable. Fine, no. keeper, you're right. No, he's what? right because he even called me out again. <laughs> but I like to get these comments in so things yeah. aren't too serious. And he called me out and he said, Come on, you know, you want to. Mike, fun fact did you know Derek is so white, aka the one Jerry, when he farts, it sounds like the General League car horn. <laughs> I did not know that, but I could have guessed that. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, so Crib Keeper uh, does this every week that he comes up with week, how white week. Derek is in our chat. I swear he spends the entire week at work. He's like coming up with ideas, and then by Friday he's got like the perfect one. It works out. It's it's, it, does, it does work out. But um, speaking on on pass catchers and and that kind of position, I was wondering, like for wide receivers and stuff like that, what <laughs> what is the sweet spot for like because I know Lisco said on on their show this week that I think it was since 1995, the Bengals have not went two years in a row without drafting a receiver. So kind of what's a, what's a sweet spot on the receiver this year? Do you think? As far Ooh, that's as round a great question. In general, um, for the Bengals, I would almost yeah. like. Oh yeah. So with, with receivers in general, the just historically go back and look past 20 years top 75 picks like that is that's kind of the threshold you, you will not find a lot of wide receivers that turn into consistent thousand yard guys outside of that range so that basically means it's going to be either your first or your second pick that you want to use a pick if you're drafting a wide receiver that's where you want to take it's just rare to get guys any later than that um so in this class though i i still don't know heads or where where to make like where these guys are going to come off the board. Cause I have kind of this tier of four um, at the top. That's Quinn Johnson from TCU, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio state, yep. uh, Jordan Addison from USC and Zay flowers from Boston college. To me, those are like the clear cut four in this draft class. And, Jalen and, I think, Hyatt. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's the one who's like, I, I don't know because he really is just speed. And obviously mm-hmm. speed goes higher than, uh, than anything else in the draft at the wide receiver position. Like we've done the studies on like what, what uh, combine drills translate the most in a particular position and wide receiver 40 times correlate to draft position better than any other combine drill at any other position. So it's, it gets drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like they get drafted, they get drafted highly, but it gets overdrafted because of that. So he's in the mix as well. And I, I don't know where they're going to come off the board, but I think if last year was any indication where guys like, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson went in the top 20 when I didn't see him as that type of prospects. I think all four of those guys, and even Jalen Hyatt, who you mentioned there, I think they all five are probably going to be off the board by the time the Bengals draft. I just think that's um, the way of the world. Teams are coming more and more around to the idea that you just have to load up on pass catchers. So those guys will get drafted highly. It wouldn't surprise me if, like I said, all five are off the board before the Bengals pick. Then at that point, the sweet spot's probably in the second round because I wouldn't take any other guys outside the four I said. Obviously, people are going to draft high, highly as well because of their speed, but I wouldn't take any other guys in the first round. I just don't think the value's there. So back end of the second, maybe if you trade back with that second-round pick, whatever, into the early third, I'd start taking some swings uh, on guys in, in this class if you're so uh, inclined. But truthfully, I, I, the Bengals, with their receiving trio at the moment, um, wouldn't surprise me if that's not where they go. I think they're going to try all they can, fight tooth and nail to lock all those guys up long-term. Well, I want to just kind of throw in that if we need anything, it's probably a punt returner, another speed guy. So if Chase goes down, we don't have a lot of speed with Boyd yeah. and Higgins. So I, I feel like third, fourth round, which a guy you had, Tank Dell, at 37th overall, I was like, I like him too. He's so thin, though. Me and Derek's had this argument where Derek's like, how many 170 pounds? But I'm like, dude, he's so electric, you know. I'm like, 165. He's like, oh, he's yeah. like my size. Five Sorry, seven, I was giving him. Yeah, he's even lower. He but, had a uh, couple built bars or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, but then I look at guys like uh, Jaden Reed, Jalen Reed from Michigan State, um, Trey Palmer from Nebraska, guys like that that can give you something on punt return along with. You know, Boyd's got one year on the contract. Maybe these guys slide in as a slot receiver the following year. So where do you kind of have those kind of guys and, and see that as a fit? Yeah, so I love Tank Dell. There's, like I said, there's not a lot of 160-pound wide receivers, but truthfully watching his tape, the one guy he reminded me of a ton who was also 160, I believe 69 pounds coming out. Tank Dell 65. Um, Deshaun, are you going to say Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson. There you go. Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> The one is the one in the 160s. And it's like, you got to be at that size. You can't just be fast. You have to be elusive. Like you have to, you can't be touched when you're that size or else you're screwed. Like that's, that's kind of the name of the game. So I I think he has that. Uh, And so that's why I'm 
very high, and I'm 37th on the on the PFF boards. Very high. I see but it too, man. The rest of the guys after that, so kind of that tier two or tier after that mix, I'd put Dell, Josh Downs from North Carolina, Kayshawn Booty from LSU. Um, I think all those guys are gone by the time the Bengals are picking in the second round. And I think those guys are all probably going to be like second rounders. The guy I would love in the mix for the Bengals, if you are drafting one, if you're saying, you know, Tyler Boyd, his contract, whatever, getting up there in age, is Parker Washington from Penn State. Um, I'd put him right in that. He's like a plug-and-play type of slot receiver, played there at Penn State, uh, got good size, great ball skills, elusive after the catch. Maybe not at that speed element that maybe you're looking for if Jamar Chase goes down, but definitely a reliability element to his game that, you, you would want in a wide receiver four, right? You, you, you don't want a guy coming on the football field like uh, Michael Thomas dropping balls left and right last year. So uh, I, that's a guy that I would love. But I do think – so after those three I mentioned, I think I'd put them all off the board before the Bengals pick in the second round. I, I think then that's the only guys I would say are firmly I would bet to be off the board. You could see you know guys like Jaden Reed, uh, Tyler Scott from Cincinnati, um, guys like Cedric Tillman – all probably going to be there back in the second, maybe even into their third round. Where, where did you see Parker Washington? I know he wasn't in your top 10. Um, I have made six in the PFF board right now. Okay. Because uh, I think he's like, I, I think he is a true slot receiver. I just would not see him playing on the outside necessarily. Uh, I mean, he's a little too unpolished for me to be like high on him as a slot receiver. But I think third round, if he's still on the board there, that'd be great value. I think he's like a much better version of, it's not a great comp, but like Amari Rogers coming out where he can be that guy who used to get the ball in, in his hands and he can make plays. Okay, yeah, his dude. production was pretty bad at Penn State. Go ahead, Derek. I got um I I got a couple more Bengals related questions for you. My wife, she's I'm watching, she hasn't watched in yeah. like six weeks. But well, I would be watched. I would get in trouble if I didn't ask you, what was your favorite part of being on the Bachelorette? <laughs> <laughs> um Oh gosh, favorite part of actually Listen, being there. I don't but... want to be in the doghouse, okay, Dale. That's fair. I've been there. Been there. It was. I'll say it was the free alcohol, but oh. they but they cut you off. You could only do true drinks an hour, but it was all you can eat, all you can drink, at all times of the day, which was cool. But I probably gained like eight pounds in two and a half weeks being out there. So. Now, what kind of drinks? Because now I'm interested. Like two drinks an hour. That I would have they, to be they... like really calculating that. I know I was. So what I did, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if they knew or if they, because the, the, the bartenders actually kind of got in trouble at one point, but I would just stock up on drinks. Because at two drinks an hour, if you're just like drinking two drinks an hour, two drinks an hour, two drinks an hour, yeah, it's going to take go, you a while to get drunk, right? Go hide I, hit I would hit, mm-hmm. hide them. And so I would hide, you know, at the end of an hour, get two, because it was like clock hours. They they'd have like a timesheet oh, yeah. for you that the bartender had to clock in. <laughs> End of an hour you get to, end of the next hour you get to, beginning of the third hour you get to, you got six drinks in front of you, six drinks within the next hour and a half is going to set you. So that, that's how I would uh, game the system. Favorite part was hiding your alcohol. <laughs> no, You're a perfect fit for this show. Oh, man. I love it, I Mike. Say, I that, love it. That's the PFF mentality. You know, you got to you gotta fix the system. Oh, always analyzing. Always and analyzing. and you've lost your wife, by the way, Derek, because Sarah said she wants to go on the, and just so she can eat and drink nonstop every yeah. hour. You know, it was the best part. I love it. Now then, I want to talk about D tackles if we can for mm-hmm. a minute. You got you we'll, got your we'll bachelor bachelorette question there. <laughs> yep. So uh, you got uh, Kalijah Kansi as tackle two. Bengals Twitter loves this guy too. The explosiveness where we had Geno Atkins, he's a little smaller, but he's got that same kind of. He reminds, yeah, exactly. Well, and uh, the comp is obviously where he's from Pitt. Everybody's going to say Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. But being a Bengals fan, I got to say Geno Atkins came before Aaron Donald leads to Kalijah Kansi. And and comparing yourself to Aaron Donald is like saying, like, who was it that compared (laughs) Bryce Young to to Patrick Mahomes? It's like, Chief. But. That's a terrible fucking comp in general. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you what I've heard. But anyway. But what's your thoughts on Kalijah Kansi? I know you have like Mozzie Smith's a guy like totally different D tackles. He's more of your, you know, your nose tackle. But I like him because he's you have him fourth and Kansi second. Yeah. And Kansi, the Atkins is a much better comp than 
Aaron Donald. I mean, Aaron Donald's a bad comp for a lot of reasons, but like play style wise, even like he plays like Geno Atkins, like Atkins would just live getting underneath dude's pads. Like every mm-hmm. single play, it would just be, he, he would walk you back like every single time, even in the you know pass game run game, it didn't matter. Uh, if he got single blocked, it was a problem. So that's the way Kansi plays. He's much more just fire off the line into offensive linemen uh, because that's how you kind of have to make up for it when you're 280 pounds because, you know, if they get hip to hip on you and the double team, you're gone. He just, I don't care how strong you are, 280. Uh, it's not enough heft, not enough mass to really hold and drop anchor there. So um, obviously going to be limited in the role he plays. Like he's like three tech only in any defense he's going to. But my God, like he is explosive off the line of scrimmage, knows how to knows how to basically play the defensive tackle position, knows how to rush the passer, kind of gets it, uh, just how to account for his size on a consistent basis. And, and I think we'll see next week in the combine, like he's a special athlete. He's not just this undersized guy who thrived because the college offensive lineman. It's like, no, he's actually going to, he's going to give NFL caliber offensive lineman problems with his athleticism. Now, do you think he makes it to 28? And then, Joe, I'll let you ask something because we've kept you over there quiet with that beautiful face your hair you're growing. I don't know. That that one's – when it's a player who kind of doesn't fit the mold, right, yeah. who, who really is unique and is going to not hit size thresholds for a ton of teams, it's always difficult to project guys like that. You know, Aaron Donald's tape, just to go back to him, at Pitt was as dominant as you'll see – just on a snap-for-snap basis from a defensive tackle, but then still falls in the middle of the first round purely because of that size. So There were some teams that had a third-round grade opening, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, he was not. And that's just because, like, they say, you know, you're under 6'1", your arms are under 32 inches. It's like you're off our board. or You're just – you're not a guy that's going to play for our team. And that's fine. Like, he's not going to fit in every scheme. But I do think the ones that really have that defined role for a guy like that, I'd be surprised if he lasts 28. Um, and we'll obviously learn more at the combine. But if he truly does, I, I think he was uh, – I think Bruce Feldman had reported he ran the four sixes uh, last spring. If he truly goes in the four sixes, he's not lasting than 28. Yeah. Yeah, you, you kind of already answered my question. Uh, I was basically going to ask about, like, why are so many there, – there's a lot of polarizing op- opinions on him, and you, you kind of already answered that. But going into the combine – how much weight do you put into the combine results as far as like, you know, shooting a guy up, shooting a guy down? Cause I think, you know, people guys now, now we can actually, you know, see these guys in some of these drills. We have numbers to put towards them. Do you put a, a ton of weight into that or do you rely more heavily on the tape? I rely more heavily on the tape. Like the numbers are, they should back up the tape, right. To some degree. And the, the, Thing I always have a problem with with the combine numbers is that like I I have expectations for a player and so like it's almost versus your own expectations you know just because um, I'm trying to think of an example so just because like Will Anderson tests well and I expect him to test well doesn't mean I'm gonna like move him up the board and be like oh wow he tested really well it's like no I expect that guy to test well yeah. it's more the guys who it's more the guys who you expect to test well so if you like didn't test well then we'd revisit and be like, oh, should I be moving Will Anderson down? If he just you ran a 4-8, what's going on? And either is he a bad athlete or do you just not care to prepare? What's the deal here? So it's more like versus expectations. I don't think you can ever put just a blanket statement on an athlete and, and numbers and say, and spit out, you know, put it into a formula and spit out who he's going to be at the next level. Uh, I, I do think you have to basically have an idea of who the guy is first, how he wins. And then use those numbers to project forward. So, like, if a guy is like a pure bull rusher on a defensive end and has to go through NFL caliber offensive tackles consistently, well, then he better have good broad jump numbers, vertical jump numbers, uh, and, you know, 10 split numbers if I'm going to draft that guy highly. Like, he better have an athleticism that's going to translate to that kind of role. So, I think that's the bigger thing uh, is just identifying who the player is, setting expectations for what they should test like to be that type of player at the next level. And then adjusting from there. Derek, you got any uh, great questions left? Or you're about to sip your. Yeah, I, I got um, I got a couple of them. I I was going to ask you, what was was you down at the Senior Bowl? Yes, yes, I was. So, 
what was that like? I almost went, and then my wife yelled at me. She's like, you haven't seen me in like three weeks, so you're staying home. I would love to what, go. I think I, that'd be awesome. Absolutely, because it just seems like everybody just has a hell of a time. It's fun. It's a fun environment to be around. So kind of if you could maybe tell us how, what your trip was like. I would highly recommend for any like hardcore football fan, if you like really follow the draft and whatnot, going down there for the week at some point in your life. It's not like, you know, you need to go every year, but just to like see the scene because it's probably, you know, probably like a few hundred, you know, like a hundred plus, probably a couple hundred, honestly, like media people. But then like pretty much, uh, I'd say a vast majority of the personnel staffs in the NFL, there are some that won't send guys on the road. The Rams are like notorious for not having their people travel and, and just doing all their scouting in-house. But you pretty much have, you know, Every, you know, probably half the head coaches in the NFL, OCs, DCs are on the field 10 feet away from you, just analyzing these players. And it's, uh, it's a wild scene uh, to just like see these guys kind of like outside of their element and, and all like chopping it up. Uh, and then if you go out in downtown Mobile, chances are you're going to see at some point during that week, you'll see, you know, I would I just like see walking like Brian Gutekunst, GM for the Packers. You'll see, I saw Andrew Barry, GM for the Browns. So you'll see a ton of NFL personnel just in this small town in Southern Alabama that really is not, you know, any, any other time of the year would not be necessarily a destination, but uh, it, it still has a cool atmosphere. And I, and I think it's a fun town to be in. So would highly recommend to anyone. So Derek, basically you need to send me to go and I'll post, <laughs> what's the best bar to post up at that everybody likes to go, the agents, the coaches, and I can get some information for us Derek, for the show. Yeah. Uh, Bangers and Bruce funded with our zero millions we make. Zero millions. <laughs> it's it. not too far a drive from City, even. No, and I think. It's rough it down there. I think the tickets and stuff, it's still fairly cheap, like $35, $45 for a ticket or something like that. Well, wow. well and they'll credential. They'll credential. Like uh, Jim Nagy, the senior bowl, you just apply for credentials. <laughs> chances are you'll get them. Uh, so just say you're with the Bengals and Bruce podcast and you'll be. Yeah. Home free, you'll be in the stand. I love it. I mean, come on, Derek. I'm ready for it. What hey, are we doing? Let's go next year, boys. Road trip. Guys let's only. Do it. Let's do it. We're gonna do a live <laughs> podcast with Mike Renner. And then when we yeah. see him in person, we're gonna be like, damn, can't even do this. It's too handsome. Get the I'll fuck be out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey Mike, I appreciate your time. Do you have enough time for us at least to talk about some offensive tackles? Because we can't get you out of here without at least talking that. Please do. Ask me some questions. What do you need? What do you need to hear? Well, we just, I, I think the top three, everybody kind of has the top three in different orders, but Paris Johnson, Skaronsky, and then uh, Roderick Jones. <laughs> so I think they're all gone by 28. So then is there a guy there for the Bengals to take between, which I know you have Anton Harrison above, then Dewan Jones. You have Darnell Wright, like he don't even matter. Bengals Twitter is going to be pissed to you about Darnell Rack. I'll tell you that right now. Position versatility, Dale. But out of those three guys, because I think right tackle is the biggest need for the Bengals. I don't know mm -hmm. if you agree with that or not. Mm -hmm. Lyle Collins is hurt. Probably not going to be back to start the season, if at all. So, uh, which one of those guys, why fit for the Bengals? Why do you have him ranked where you have him? If I were drafting a guy at 28 to purely play right tackle tomorrow, I think I would lean Dewan Jones with them for them. Uh, I think he's obviously he has experience there. And now Darnell Wright has some experience there as well, <laughs> but like two years of experience there top faced a ton of top competition held his own against all of it. Like there's he'll not snap, a lot. Of, he'll snap trap, snap, snatch trap. Souls. There's not a lot of games that, you know, he'll have Trade ugly work. reps and, and things where it's like, Oh, that's, you know, that's a little, it's odd looking because he's so massive, you know, like he gets knocked off balance a little and it gets ugly, but mm -hmm. he's so consistent with his technique. I mean, I, he really, truly does remind me of an Orlando Brown where it's almost, you throw the athleticism out the window um, to throw whatever he does at the combine out the window. Like he knows how to pass protect. He knows how to use his arms really well. And he's just a powerful ass dude. Like he is a, he's an animal. So uh, if you want a guy for right tackle tomorrow, it'd be him. The guy who I think is a better tackle prospect kind of on the whole that if he's at 28, you would want as kind of 
if you're forward thinking and just like really for who would be better two or three years from now, I think it's Anton Harrison, the Oklahoma tackle. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he was just a real smooth mover. Uh, I mean, outside of truthfully, he probably has outside after Peter Skaronsky, probably the best like mirroring ability in this tackle class. He's just like a little weak at the moment by NFL standards. I hate calling the guys weak. I'm talking six foot, 180 pounds. I'm not calling a 315 pound dude weak, but like, <laughs> Trying yeah. to block 270 pounders, I'm not going to try to, but he, he just he needs to get stronger by the NFL level. So, yeah. um, those are probably the two guys I'd say if you're drafted at 28, they're on the board. Anyone after that, I just don't see the value being quite there. I just don't. So see why do the juice Bengals quite Twitter will want to know why do you hate Darnell Wright so much? <laughs> I just think he has balance issues. I, I see him as guard. Uh, truthfully, I just don't see him holding up to NFL caliber offensive uh, speed off the edge consistently. Um, he got protected in that Tennessee offense. People go back to the Will Anderson. He did a really good job in the Alabama games against Will Anderson. But, like, he's not necessarily doing the same things that he's going to be asked to do in this Bengals offense with some of the deeper drops that they take. And being as, I guess, just as big as he is, I think he's only, like, 30 pounds lighter than Dewan Jones. Um, yeah. He just gets top-heavy and gets knocked off balance really easily. So I, I, think, I think I see him as more of a guard at the next level and just have a little more worries about him in pass -throw. Now, he was had like an undraftable grade right before this season. That's yes. something people forget as well. Like when he played left tackle, it's like, well, he has some left tackle experience. Mm -hmm. He was going to be undraftable last year. That's why he <laughs> came back and switched to right tackle. I think everybody forgets that. But I'm going to, we're going to both be hated on Bengals Twitter now. <laughs> now, I, I get why, right? Like you want, like he looks like, you know, SEC right tackle. You're just thinking like, hey, guys, plug and play. Four year starting experience. He has to be. But, yeah, I just I'd be a little wary of that being the case. Yeah, if it's a guy that cannot get out of his stance quickly and go up against some of these elite edge rushers that we have to face, you know, sometimes twice a year. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sold. Yeah, if he's miss like TJ Watts by you, you know, yeah. <laughs> Miles Garrett, yeah. not ideal. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Do you guys have any parting stuff for Mike? He's a handsome man. Yeah, I was PFF say just Mike. Plug. Yep. Yeah, plug your stuff, brother. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, follow me on Twitter at PFF underscore Mike and go check out the PFF draft guide. Everyone I talked about, I believe, is in there right now. And if if they're not, they will be a week after the combine. The next update, it will have 150 players in it. All the PFF stats you love. So, and all my analysis. So. Now, who can I bitch at for the mock draft simulator when you still have guys in there that have already went back to school? Because I'm like, damn it, people. <laughs> this, I'm like, just hire me. I'll do it for free. Just let me you bitch at me. Who's, who's in there? I think it should be clean now, right? I Maybe now, now, but I know like a week ago, Gosh. somebody had the Ohio State tight end, and I was like, yeah, what the over. hell are we he doing be, here? He should be off. Yeah, he, right. he shouldn't be in there anymore. All right. How I'm often do saying. you guys do updates on those? Um, it updates every time I update the draft board so that the draft okay. board hadn't been updated since like, um, but just like, so it's like your fault. January. Does anyone else work there? Are you the only <laughs> man that you have to do it all? I, I do have to do that. Those updates to that board. Collinsworth. Uh, I was going to say tweet at Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> this man needs a raise if he's got to do all of that. And, yeah. and you're putting his hey, handsome face it. on <laughs> NFL Network all the time. You're using him as the face. Right. Get an intern. All you're doing is sliding in, sliding out, sliding in. Come on, Collinsworth. Give my man Mike Ritter a raise. He deserves it. I'll show him this. I'll show him that clip right there. there you that's, go. that's my negotiating. We'll clip it for Jeff. you. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on, Mike. We appreciate it. A Thank lot. you so much, Mike. For yeah, sure, fellas. Appreciate, it, appreciate you guys. Who day? Who day? Who man? Well, well, I was not expecting him to be that good looking. I'm. I'm. I should have like, blocked <laughs> that, that all my wife mind right away. Well, I see my I, wife on here. I should have like blocked all her internet access damn, while we were doing this. Show, that had you. Know, you but, that had you like tripping the whole time i was like man my wife's on here she's like on the app she's like probably researching pff mic now. She's yeah, got on the big screen. she got on the big screen she got on the big screen she's like kids i don't give a shit about your show go in the room we're putting don't daddy's podcast on the big tv oh man i love it i love it she got a glass of wine and got comfy yeah oh shit she done oh, said mike man. needs an intern yeah We'll God damn!
So no long she's she's gonna quit her job and just be his intern now. I can yeah, see. Yeah, I'm paid. Oh, she's gonna get what she needs. <laughs> he's gonna get what he needs. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I love it. Man, what a so much Good knowledge that just to be able to rattle off Good like day. where he has rankings and stuff like that, it's crazy. Man, there is like an ego blow tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, poor job's right. Yeah, that's true. Not wide enough for you. He's got that Florida team. Just came back from Florida, you know. Sarah put. We know her type. What is her type? Is it who they baby? High class white trash. There you go. Is it who they baby with that tongue that comes down? Oh yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of the what was it? The Family Guy episode where Gene Simmons just drops his tongue and just like rolls out. What wasn't wasn't she the one that said she'd want a hall pass for Evan McPherson? Yeah, that's a <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you got like Hude baby who's like over forty five years old, and then you got Evan McPherson who looks like he's twelve. 14. Sarah, yeah. no one knows your type, and then you're married <laughs> to Derek. So Sarah, you got like a whole rainbow there, broad spectrum. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Your type is breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Derek just got there first. Hey, out here, all you gotta do is you gotta be the first to the race. <laughs> I just heard her laugh. Oh, I love it. If you can, if you oh, can make shit. Sarah laugh, you're doing something right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Derek might get laid tonight, guys. We did it. Hey, we, congratulate we me after the fact. Oh, after yeah. the fact. Come on. Well, I'll congratulate you hat. now because that way it probably when it don't happen. All right. I was nineteen. <laughs> she was. She was. She was nineteen. I was just the funniest guy around. That's saying something because I'm really not that funny. Oh God. But um. But back I'm to don't... the draft. Do we, are we going to? I know that one fell flat too. I've been terrible today. It was it was Mike Renner's handsomeness just threw you off. <laughs> threw my game uh, off completely off. You're starstruck. Like, he did. He actually said before the show when just me and him was on here talking, he's like, "This is the biggest guest we've ever had." I think. It, well, besides Gary, Evans. I was like, "Come on, Clark Harrison." He's like, "Yeah, but nationally, like he's been on the Bachelorette, PFF. Like you asked thirty-two teams, Mike Renner." And I'm like, "No, that's a good point." And I said, "But come on, put some fucking respect on Gary Allen's name." Gary mm-hmm. Allen's fucking he, people know. We got Gary WWE superstar on our show too. Yeah, right? Exactly. We're not great. Yeah. Come on. We're Harry. big time. We're big time. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. yeah. Derek, I feel like instead of Bachelorette, you're more like the Brett Michaels, right? Was that Brett Brett Michaels' uh, show from Poison? Yeah, the, he had time. a reality show for days. Oh yeah, before my time. Oh really? No, yeah. I'm like Farmers Only. Kind of bullshit. Like, not even gonna make it on a show. Hey, I had a farmer's only account one time. Okay. You did not. I swear to God. Get the fuck out. It was of like here. it was like Let's three talk years. About it. it was like three or four years ago. What the oh, lord? I was like, man, I ain't never had one of these accounts that always seemed funny. Yeah. So like, me, me and my neighbor John was hanging out. You know, and I was like, oh, man, you know, and I, like, I do this shit over the summer. I'm like, oh, I got to have a look for the summer. Mm-hmm. So it was like cut off flannels. So cut off flannels. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what I need? I was like, I need to do a farmer's only account. Oh, man. Which I had to tell Marissa about, it, obviously. She just laughed. Yeah. But I, I literally had a farmer's only account. I swear to God, I kept it for like six months. I had a couple people hit me up, but. I was just going to ask, did you have any takers? The one thing you got to realize is farmers only is for guys with money and girls with looking for that that money. You know, they're looking for those farmers with the land. That that cut off flannel, that's all they needed to see. That's when I I lost all my weight, you know, so I I like skinny as fuck. (laughs) Oh, I love it. That's so fucking funny. Uh, She's cracking up right now. She is cracking. (laughs) Up. Well, I at least we got lie. her laughing. I did do a black meats also. <laughs> yeah. Rock of Love, that was it. I do remember that now. Oh, uh, okay. I knew you know Rock of Love. Mm-hmm. Forgot about oh, that. Oh man, 
That was great. Well, I just said, oh, you okay. I said, coughing. But I said, listen, so I'm a white guy, but I'm into black women. So I don't know where to find y'all around here in Portsmouth. Like in Yeehaw country. In Yeehaw. Not a bad strategy. Anyway, <laughs> I did one of those, draft talk. Um, I think this will probably be our last, uh, probably our last. Um, they last oh man, he's probably getting stabbed or something. Right now. No, I'm ripping the heater before uh, I get stabbed. I want to smoke no. this cigarette before Marissa comes on here and just fucking knifes the hell out of me. Yeah, I was just going to say this will probably be our last draft talk episode. We might be able to do a little bit of uh, combine talk here. What do you mean? But you don't know. We've got we've got free agency coming up. We I got even, Willie Lutz. I got Willie Lutz coming on I know. Thursday. We haven't even dove into free agency yet. So I mean, Travis, about that. We love you, buddy. What up, T-Rap? You, Travis. What's up, dude? Um, I know. But, I I had said like, as far as free agency goes, I think all of our quote unquote needs that we have are going to be solved in free agency. Like, ah, dude, I just, do we have the money? Like, I, it's a it's a thing because, like, you know, we keep saying the Burrow extension, maybe a Higgins extension. So, right, the one position I do not think will be solved in free agency is corner, and that's the one position we didn't get around to talking to with Mike. I know like, I got Deontay Banks on here that me and you both yep. kind of like. I had him on here, and then I had yeah. Cam, yep. yeah, Cam Smith rated tenth from South Carolina. Because it's not like we just need a starter. I mean, we we need long term solution because we don't know other than mm-hmm. CTB who the hell is going to be here. That so, was the one question. Yeah, there's one question I had left that I didn't ask, and that was because I, there's they. I guess they said. Well, there's to a be lot fair, like every question he was taking as like a first two round question. I'm like, bro, right. come yeah. on, man. The wide yeah. receivers, I'm thinking third, fourth round. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And like the safeties. Uh, a lot of them in this draft translate to nickel, and I know you know we're not sure oh how many God. more years is we'll this, have Mike Hilton. This is, are you a safety guy? Like I, you were dude, all over Daxville last you. year. Now Sydney Brown, you you Sydney just Brown's trying to get around to talk about Sydney Brown safety. That's what I, he's Sydney trying Brown's to get around boy. to. I think he could be our next slot corner or our next Von Bell, depending. On, I think they'll resign Von. So. Yeah, I think they're going to resign Von. I, I think I think safety might be next year's priority, or even the year after. Um, but I mean, yeah, we. I I don't think we're gonna. Hey, we got about 15, 15 minutes or so. I'm gonna put in the chat the link. Travis, Sarah, BG, yeah. <laughs> Crip. Anybody wants to hop on? Hop on. Bring them out. Bring them out. T- tell us how stupid we were. What questions we should have asked that we didn't. Mm-hmm. Just, he told us before the show he only had about a half an hour, so it's hard to get a lot of questions yeah. in when you're like, oh, shit, you got a half an hour. And Sorry, everybody, if we didn't get to the chat questions and stuff like that, because we all we yeah. all each had, like, 25 questions asking these. Like, yeah, I can give you guys 15 minutes. I'm like, well. He didn't say 15. He said 30. I know. I know. Yeah. And Derek, Derek spent 15 of the minutes wanting to talk about the fucking Bachelorette. Do you guys not watch The Bachelor? Oh, well, not The Bachelorette. What's who, which one's the, the one Rock with a lot of women? That's your show. We already figured that out. Yeah, there you go. The one with a lot of women, The Bachelor. The Rock of Love. That's my favorite one. What was the one with, like, um, that crazy bitch, New York? Flavor Flaves. Flavor Flaves. Oh, dude. And the, there was one with, uh, what was it, Tila or Tila Tequila, where she was, like, dating, like, men and women and shit. Uh, Damn, there. That one was wild, dude. You sure it wasn't just a porno you watched? He was delivering a pizza that all of a oh, sudden. Oh, man. <laughs> Derek asked that question because he cared. shot at love. C.W. Lewis is on it. Tequila, tequila. Yep. That's right. Tila. I could not think of what her name was. Whatever. Close enough yeah. to your country ass. <laughs> But yeah, what, I, yeah, what I did. You, Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask Derek what he had going on next weekend that he won't grace us with his presence on the show. Yeah, um, right there. Well, right there. We'll have our uh, White Tails Unlimited banquet. Um, Andrew so Fox be, Miller might cover it. it. He might go cover it. Hey, hey, if anybody is interested, we do have three tickets left. Um, so DM me if you're. I'm busy. 
wanting to come hang out. <laughs> You're busy. Dale's busy. He's like, man, he's like, I don't want to hang around a bunch of gun nuts drinking beer. Yeah. All right. Well, a bunch mean, of people with guns bring, like, selling some, guns. Like, medicine jerky and shit. Like, is there at least good food? No, this is, um, I mean, there is food. There's, um, man and deer processing. They, they bring some summer sausage over. Um, right. and then we have, we have a, a guy cater in, but there's a lot of good food, good time, good drinks. And it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We do a bunch of giveaways. Last year we gave away over 150 guns. Um, not as far as like what you just away. handing out guns? Yeah, we're just hold as, on. As you walk the door, here's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, if you uh, want a free no, we, gun, it's yeah, already like, they've got yeah. it. Like it's a wild wild west. We do yeah. we do games and and prizes and stuff. So it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Supports the nonprofit, like Sarah said, White Tails Unlimited. Yeah, she's volunteering her service. Yep. So if you want to go see Sarah all dolled up, man, now he's hoeing out his wife trying to get people. To... All right, all right. Hey, whatever it takes, whatever right. it takes. <laughs> I'll be there. Sean's flying in from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sean will take a red eye. Like, ah. But yeah, it's Friday, and Saturday. Um, there we're actually sold out on the Saturday. We're sold out on Friday as well, but actually... Man, this man like Gary O, and he's got like Friday, Saturday, he's got shows all weekend. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, though. We have three tickets left at our table, so... Well, at my friend's table, or my family's table. There's Greggy. What's going on, Gregor? Savage Greg. Hey. How y'all doing today? Good. How are you, bud? I gotta pee! <laughs> I mean, my dog's, dog's barking. <laughs> How are you, Greg? Hi, Dale. Bye, Dale. No, I'm just kidding. Good. How y'all doing today? Doing good, man. Can't complain, right? How'd you like to talk with Mike? No, I did a good job, man. You know, I mean, you know, like you said, man, go best player available 28, man. I mean, you know, offensive line is obviously the one I think we can all agree, protect number nine and all that. I just mm -hmm. don't know if there's a guy out there in free agency they can afford or will be a guy that's serviceable. I just don't know. You guys would know that better than I would, I think. Yeah, I like Taylor Lewan um a lot just because I think Mike McGlinchey's probably the one of the topper or the uppermost price. But I think Taylor Lewan for the price that you could probably get him at mm -hmm. would seem reasonable. So somebody like that maybe go a little lower. Maybe even who's the guy that the Titans just released? Taylor Lewan. Um, oh shoot, that is his, that is Taylor Lewan. Who's the the other? I'm forgetting the other guy's name. The only, now. The only Titans guy I saw I got cut was Robert yep. Woods. No, um, uh, I'll have to look so, him up. But God, but I was just going to say, like, there's there's a couple guys. I just think going into the draft, I think our offensive line needs are going to be addressed there i don't think there's going to be anyone right at 32 that's going to be like okay we've got to get this taken care of or else we're in trouble um what, you, what do you think dale uh so i think we got the show called belly up to the bar we're doing an episode tonight at 8 30 the i i titled it cocaine beer <laughs> it said cocaine bear did you? Yeah, what do you think about that? Out today, so I, I'll let talk. you guys talk about that on Bella. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't want to get into it here because I got some thoughts. I got some. Thoughts. But Pork Chop's coming on with us. Pork Chop, by the way, the most interesting man in the world. If you mm -hmm. didn't watch last week's episode of Bella Up to the Holy Bar, shit. subscribe and watch it because holy shit, met his wife at a strip club. Number one. What? No. Number two. Judged cannabis cup in Amsterdam and may or may not have slept with multiple prostitutes and went into detail about these experiences. Oh, yeah. Number three, oh, Lord. <laughs> number three worked at a radio station for a while. And even though it was radio and it wasn't like YouTube, they convinced this man to shave his nuts on a live <laughs> air on a show. So that's number three. 
what the hell is going on here? Oh, now, it was, I too did and, like, and now, and now we know he's way. like a nerd, like you know. So it's like he is the most interesting man in the world. So he's going to be on the show with Jeff and I tonight. So that's I, insane. I, I started listening like midway through one of his working girls hooker stories, and I'm <laughs> like, what, "What show did I just tune into? What is this?" Oh no! Uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing tonight, crap. We're doing tonight at 8.30, so this, half an hour, it's going to get wild. Dale, real quick, not Taylor Lewan. Who's the other? There's Mike McGlinchey, and then there's another. Um, oh, you're talking right tackles? Uh, Jawan yeah. Taylor. Jawan yeah. Taylor. Juwan that's, Taylor. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the one I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, he, he's just a free agent. He's not being released. Right, yeah. He, he's only 25. <laughs> Kalen um, McGarry from the Falcons, too, had his best mm-hmm. season. Another right tackle. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I think it was uh, James here said uh, Illuminor. Illuminati. Illuminor. We call yeah. him Illuminati because we don't know how to pronounce his fucking name. So, Jermaine Illuminati, right yeah. tackle for the Raiders last year. 79 PFF grade, like elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and he has that one sorry. year. But I'm just saying, like, dude, that's the guy you go after, especially like yeah. if he's only gonna get five, six, seven million a year. Here's the bag. What do you want? Yep. Two, three years, like whatever. You know, I would, pay, I would be work. yeah, I would be okay with paying him kind of what we paid for for LC last year. If 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 and know, here's the thing, years. you don't have to get rid of LC, you can keep him around. Nope. If mm-hmm. somebody gets injured, he's played left guard. He can play right tackle. Come on, yep. boys. We want yeah. to build the depth and shit on this line. Let's go. That's a good people, way to do it. People forget. Uh-huh. Leo Collins is on a very, very team-friendly contract. It's not like we're locked in money with him. Yep. Very team-friendly contract. Yep. What I really like about Juwan Taylor is I think he might be a, a bargain just because he's a crap run defense, run blocker, but mm-hmm. he's excellent in pass protection and that's exactly what we need we're not running we, the ball effectively. we don't even know who our running back is gonna freaking be yeah yeah like, that's exactly who we're gonna need we need someone that's elite pass like protection. the ram the ram i'm sorry play. i'm distracted i need shelly to tune into belly up to the bar so she can ask yeah pork chop if he had his balls waxed instead <laughs> yeah. of just the rams chipped. the rams say fuck them picks we say fuck them rush attempts yep like well, that's why I thought when Mike Renner said, well, the Rams, they don't really send their people to uh, the senior bowl. <laughs> they don't stuff. have any draft picks. And I was, like, that's, I was <laughs> like, oh, that must be why they fucking trade all their draft picks. I want to say that. So, yeah, but. fuck them. <laughs> they did have like, they had like 14 or something last year, but they were all in like rounds four through seven. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's what they do. Like, they, mm-hmm. but hey, the Super Bowl. Like and they that's a conversation see. to have. Would you would you go all in for a super? Would you would you sign like Orlando that. Brown for twenty five million and sign Illuminor Illuminati at right tackle for seven eight million? And you got key play L. Collins. You, you draft let's a left make that a poll question. Yeah, let's make that a poll question. Would you franchise the future three or four years for a Super Bowl next year? Well, I know what most people have said. They would say, no, I wouldn't because we don't need to do that because we, we got a team to. that can. Mm-hmm. And I get it, but I'm yeah. saying, like, but that's what I mean. Like, when everybody talks about a, so, like, today I was on my John Williams because I, I talk about that, you know. Mm-hmm. What would you do to upgrade left tackle for next season? Tell me. Tell yep. me what you're going to do, and then I'll tell you that I'm going to be hopeful that John Williams is healthy yep. and plays better. Greg, didn't you say he's a grilled cheese of left tackles? Yeah, you know what? He falls in that <laughs> No, but Dale, man, when I saw that C.J. Stratt was compared to the Andy Dalton, I'm like, oh, well, I got to get Dale's take on this one, man. Is oh. that unfair to compare Stroud to Andy Dalton? Yeah. No. No. Whoa. No, it's because a, oh, he's, it's unfair to. Are you saying it's not unfair? I don't think it, it is because he's he's I'm good trying, enough. Is it yeah. fair to compare Stroud to Dalton? Is that fair? No. Thank you. Oh, Stroud. I was thinking. See, I had Jonah on my brain. 
Because I think like, somebody even compared Jonah Williams to Andy Dalton this morning. You guys realize Stroud, like, 99 percentile of, like, uh, com- uh, touchdown to interception. Dude, I love in his career, Like, yeah. ever. 99 percentile ever touchdown mm-hmm. to interceptions in college. Hey, guys, I, I got to get off here soon. Can you guys do me one favor? I watched an NFL draft documentary. You know how they, like, ask questions at the combine? They test your mind and all that and stuff uh, mm-hmm. at the combine. Wonderlick. Listen, the the Cleveland show with Kevin Costner, the Cleveland movie, it's that's not an Draft NFL it. documentary, Greg. Not that one. Draft question. I just need you guys to do me one favor. Say the word POTS, P-O-T-S, ten times as fast as you can, and I'm just going to ask a simple question. Can you do that quickly before I leave? No. Yeah. Okay. POTS, 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 POTS. I don't know if that was ten times. What do you do with a green light? I stop. Yep, you failed, Dale. Damn it. I was I'm even drinking uh, bourbon. It's about quickness. It's about thinking quickly and uh, all that. Mm-hmm. I I'm a, see, I'm a I'm a white high class white trash and I'm a quick thinker. So that's go, how I got the girl. Right? No? All right. Sure. Did you knock her up? I mean Obviously, I've got two kids. Eventually. <laughs> but not right away. All right. I'm heading off. Oh, that's part of the Wonderlick right, test? Okay. I got you, Greg. I, I get it now. I failed, by the way. Yeah. I was, I, before you said it, I was thinking the word stop. I was, like about, just, I was about to blurt it out. Yeah. I like See, that, though. That's cool. Like that. Yeah, that's cool. My brain processes faster than my mouth. You I think didn't we can say get... anything, though, did you? I said you go. So I think we can get copies of the Wonderlick test. We could all take it. I've seen and compare I, I results. I was gonna say I've seen it before. Somebody posted uh, copies of that, but I I'm think we all do better than like Vince Young did back in the day. No, is that the one, is that the Wonderlick test though, or is that like some stuff the coaches will ask you? Because there there oh, yeah, that's in the you know. interview portion, I think, because there's, oh, okay. I've heard there's some one. crazy questions that. Wonder like I thought was more like a written test. That's a written one. Yeah. Yeah. I do better at that probably than what I just did there. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Be like, fuck, I'm a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would show up to your test drunk. <laughs> I that's what I did for that's how he that's how he retains his information. I figured it out by now. If you can retain information drunk. <laughs> certainly retain it so, so. oh man I love it. well guys well, I thought hey. that was a good episode I want to shout out Mike Renner he said it was a little mm-hmm. under the weather I mean he still gave us you know over half an hour we're not going to shit on like we joke around about that like oh you know we had to get the but right. man great guest handsome son bitch like beautiful not afraid of man that's a handsome yeah. son bitch he's very comparable to me I mean yeah, I thought I was looking at twins there for a while. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's if it was Danny DeVito and fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, she didn't laugh. I was waiting. Those I was twins. waiting to hear hear Sarah. Well, laugh that's because that's who she's going to be imagining later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I just heard it. <laughs> she must be behind it. Oh man! I heard the laugh. That's why I'm laughing. I did too. Do you heard it? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that was just hell of a laugh. God, we love you, Sarah. Don't kill us all. Oh man! Yeah. Hey, you want to let the people know like what we got coming up? Because we got some pretty yeah awesome shit coming up. I mean, I had to remember first, but I was gonna yeah, say I don't have the list in front of me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Willie Lutz on Thursday. Does that mm-hmm. sound correct? The second. And then yep. we got uh, Marcus Bailey the fifth, not the third. I got so excited I was singing the third. So we got Marcus Bailey the fifth, which is a Sunday. So I know we never have a Sunday yep. episode. So if we put that in your calendar, it's 3 o'clock on a Sunday. Yep. Will we have brews? Yes, because I'm excited. It's fucking Marcus Bailey. It's a Bengals I'm player. Like, like, how often do you Soon get to, to be play? starting... Now, Marissa, are you talking about he's smoking or like I showed her? He was on Willie Lutz. If you guys haven't seen that, check it out. Um, mm-hmm. Same old stripes. They have Marcus Bailey on. He's got the curly hair working. I immediately took a picture, sent it to Marissa, and I said, and she was like, "You know me well." That was it. 
There was like. <laughs> so first thing I plan on saying to Marcus Bailey next Sunday is, bro, you need to cut your hair. My oh. wife is watching. You know, she likes yeah. the curls. So we've it. got we've got Willie Lutz. The second. Yes. Mm-hmm. Second at 7 p.m. We've got Marcus Bailey, the fifth. At 3 p.m. At 3 p.m. Then we have Anthony Kazenza, I do believe, yes. the following yep. Thursday. The ninth. The, date's that, the, ninth, the ninth. 7 p.m. Which that's going to be like, that's going to be a good whole preview of everything, especially free agency coming up. And then after that, we have someone else. It is uh, Andrew Fox Miller. There you go. Mm-hmm. Saturday, March 11th at 7 p.m. There you go. Uh, Killed it. Killed it. You didn't even need any help. You you nailed it. You did all that from memory? Mm -hmm. That's pretty damn impressive. Good job. Guys, I tell you, like, I got a good memory. You remember shit, yeah, what I ate for breakfast three weeks ago or something. Yeah, because I remember the fart, and then I'm like, oh, Derek had (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I need today. I was supposed to be eating meat, but he had some. (laughs) <laughs> that was I'm like that was bacon. Yep. Yep. You're like <laughs> I remember the date and the you, time. They know for that. Yep. Uh, I know Derek's asked it. that well, everyone. Fine ass. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. I don't know what the fuck we've been doing the last twenty or thirty minutes, but yeah, that's the first half an hour to forty minutes. If you want yep. to rewatch back, if you just tuned in, we love y'all. Bengals and Brews, going to have some good shit for y'all. Going to keep doing this thing. You want to watch Billy up to the bar at 830? I'm probably going to be belligerent because I'm going to go do some Jager bombs. Who day? Who day? Who day? Who day, baby? Let's go! It's time! Cincinnati, we going to rise and up. In the jungle, we unite and up. Tripping orange and black and white. Who day when we fight? Live and die in these stripes. Uh. Now who got a move rockin' on? Now who wanna move crossin' on? Now who wanna move bottom? If you got stripes, then you let the city know you rock em. There we got em, there we got em. Like that black and orange or bottle. Single bottle, never stop it. To the beast, the beast and know Who they rockin' with the diamond stripes? Flossin' on the ring. Cincinnati, she's our queen. We gon' show the world who king. Hey, I'm not gay, but my critter is damn good. Holy shit. Straight the fuck up. I got waffles.